0: It's no secret there are plenty of mixed opinions on the issue of abortion. Lots of yes voters. We believe that government shouldn't have a place in these personal private decisions. And lots of no voters.
1: So this is an issue at the end of the day that is so extreme and so radical, even pro-choice Ohioans are voting no.
0: Let's start with those voting yes. Diamond Crumby with Planned Parenthood says having access to an abortion should be a right. We've already seen what happens when the abortion ban is in place. For 82 days last year, people had to flee the state, even when they were on the brink of losing their own health, that they had to uh, get health care elsewhere. She's talking about when Roe v. Wade was overturned, and it was left to states to decide if and when a woman could get an abortion. Which leads us here, leaving voters to decide. For those against Issue 1, Mike Gonadakis with Ohio Right to Life says there's a lot of flaws with the proposed amendment.
1: What Issue 1 does would literally enshrine abortion rights up to and through the ninth month of pregnancy in our state constitution. Ohioans don't support that. That's a bridge too far.
2: Oh, that was a report from WTOL in Ohio. Uh, battle is absolutely raging in Ohio over abortion. And it is one of the states uh, that the left is using to stir up with really lies and deception uh, women to think that this initiative will reinstate their abortion rights and nothing more, that the government doesn't have a right. You heard the woman say in that clip, uh, the government doesn't have a right to oversee these private decisions. What they don't say is that this is such an, ex- an expansion of abortion and other so-called rights even to children that is absolutely frightening money is pouring in like rain into the state of Ohio. And I, from my perspective, the churches and the fledgling, you know, underfunded groups trying to fight this, they never have the same strength as a group like Planned Parenthood and all the the dark forces. They are dark forces. They want death, for heaven's sake, that pour into a state like this. And so, We're going to talk to a central figure in Ohio right now, Janet Porter. She was at the center of the heartbeat bill uh, passing in Ohio, uh, and she is uh, on the front lines of this fight, as she always is. She's the founder of Faith to Action, and so she'll join us in just a second to kind of figure out what this is all about. Do you think abortion is racist? Because a lot of people say that. Uh, when you see the disproportionate number of abortions clinics situated in minority neighborhoods, well, that really says it all. As a matter of fact, that started with Planned Parenthood. That was strategic. Uh, under Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, uh, they wrote in some of the documents that it was their goal to uh, do away with human weeds, and human weeds were black population, brown. So that's not an accident. Is abortion racist? I think so. And so that's why I ask you that question. If you would like to stop this racist, and it is truly, I don't even like to use that word anymore because everything's racist, but this is definitely racist. It was the point for Margaret Sanger to do away with inferior races. It's disgusting, and it is also murder. And so that's why we try to stop it, partnering with Preborn. If you would like to join and stop this while we can, go to preborn.com slash Sandy, that's preborn.com slash Sandy, and make your most generous uh, donation. You know that you can call us anytime at 662-821-2040. That's 662-821-2040. And you can write us, well, at least an email, at sandy at afr.net, sandy at afr.net. You can listen on any podcast platform, afr.net. afr.net is our home uh, our home place to do that. Uh, you can also go find us on social media anywhere, our Facebook page, Sandy Rios 24-7, Twitter at Sandy Rios Tweet, you know, and on and on it goes. Instagram and the others as well. So I hope that you'll find us and join us and share this, especially this show. If you're in Ohio or if you have friends in Ohio or family members Uh, and you can get this information to them, please do that because the election is coming up on November 7th. We'll explain it all in just a few minutes with Janet Porter, founder of Faith to Action, on Ohio Issue 1. So stay tuned to Sandy Rios, 24-7. From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational.
3: And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think
2: the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. That we actually believe what we say we believe. A
1: uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us.
2: Seek justice not social justice but god's justice what's right and what's wrong Cindy rios is with the american family association a pro-life radio talk show host we've got to say this is the line life is sacred director of governmental affairs for the american family association step up speak up say something do something
0: We know in this state, we have people who are doing very mean-spirited things against women's reproductive rights.
1: This is a battle for the heart and soul of our state here, because even pro-choice women are saying this is a bridge too far. It would enshrine late-term abortion in our state constitution. That's too dangerous.
4: As Election Day nears, there's a lot on the table for both sides of the issue one reproductive rights argument.
0: That's why voting yes on one
5: is critical. Issue one is just not right for Ohio.
4: Ohio Right to Life president Michael Ganodek is telling Tin TV his organization is cautiously optimistic headed into the polls. He says a constitutional amendment is not the right way to go about it, and many people agree with the state's current 22-week ban.
1: All the polling demonstrates that's where most Ohio ones are about right now, anywhere between 15 and 20 weeks into pregnancy.
4: Monday, Democrat Representative Joyce Beatty expressed her support of issue one, which establishes the right to one's own reproductive medical treatment, and it isn't just limited to abortion.
0: That right, that freedom should be with me and my doctors and my families. They're even saying in the event of rape, incest, or my health. That I'm going to be denied that freedom, it's just not right.
4: The state passed a six-week abortion ban, but that's been tied up in the court system. Godadakis says issue one just goes too
1: far. We need to sit down, pro-life community, pro-choice community, Democrats and Republicans, sit in a room and say what's best for Ohio moving forward.
2: All right, Sandy Reels with you on Sandy Reels 24-7. Honestly, um, millions and millions of dollars are pouring into Ohio right now because we all recognize that in the upcoming elections, the left wants to use the issue of abortion, as they have successfully in the last couple of years here, uh, since uh, the the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Well, Ohio is central to a lot of this because uh, they passed a heartbeat law, one of the first in the nation, and the driver behind that is our guest today. Janet Porter has been on media for so many years. She is a powerhouse which is especially a powerhouse on the issue of abortion. She was behind the driving force behind uh, that heartbeat bill uh, that uh, stopped abortion at 21 weeks and, I believe, seven days, something like that. And now she's in the thick of this, and I've asked her to join us this morning for an update on what's going on in Ohio. Janet, thanks for joining us.
5: Thank you, Sandy. So great to be here with you. Uh, Yeah, the heartbeat bills protect babies uh, as early as six weeks, uh, but as as the report indicated, ours is tied up in the courts right now, although we just saw Georgia's uh, Supreme Court uphold theirs. Fifteen states have passed heartbeat laws, but I'll tell you, the next national... Uh, their national uh, uh, campaign, that their their course of action, their strategy now is to undermine the will of the people who've passed these bills through their elected officials and to try in, and inject abortion until birth into the state constitution. That's the strategy of the pro-abortion movement. And after Ohio, they've got 18 states queued up behind us. So we've got to stop them here so the dominoes don't fall. Yeah. Uh, right now... Uh, if you look at where Ohio has been, we've passed the nation's first ban on partial birth abortion. We introduced the first heartbeat bill. It was our parental notice that blazed the trail for uh, for the other states because it was the Supreme Court case that was ultimately upheld. But what issue one would do is wipe out every single one of the laws that we have passed in the last 50 years and make abortion illegal until birth and beyond with partial birth abortion coming back to the state of Ohio. You know, they may go to sleep in, in the state of, of Ohio, but if we don't wake up, we're gonna we're gonna wake up in the state of California or something that more closely remem- resembles North North Korea.
2: Janet, let me ask you: You know the Partial Birth Abortion Bill? I was in D.C. at with C.W.I. as president when that bill was signed, and I um, I thought it was you know how in the world can they overcome a, a federal bill? Ohio can ignore that and instead reinstitute late term abortion. Well, what the state amendment says is, if this thing passes, it
5: will override anything in, the, in 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 our our state legislature. What the Supreme Court said is that states are allowed to pass bills that that protect That's children right. from That's being right. aborted as they're they're being delivered. Right. So so it would it would override everything that the people of the state of Ohio want. But I'm going to tell you something that people may not know is that issue one is so lethal, it is so heinous, it goes beyond abortion until birth because of how they've worded the, worded the amendment. The word individual, that includes the child of any age that has this reproductive right to make decisions, right? So it's not just about sex, but about their sexual organs, which means that that, that if Tommy, uh, uh, if a teacher says, Tommy, you're playing with the doll, maybe you'd rather be Tammy. The teacher could then take Tommy to get a surgery, a gender mutilation surgery. Mom and dad are cut out of the decision, and the person who assists them in doing this, the teacher, the school board, the 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 LGBT group they they are completely immune. But let me go let me go a step further. That if the individual which includes a child is is making a decision, let's say an eight year old uh, is convinced by some some uh, pedophile that they should have sex, right? If they can convince that child or coerce them to say it was their choice, then guess what? that That pedophile is now immune because that eight year old has now been granted the right to make their own reproductive decisions and then or a child trafficker then could take that that ten twelve year old girl into get an abortion and going back out on the street to be trafficked again and again and again, and parents not only can 't do anything about it they don 't even know about it Sandy, it removes the parental notice law in Ohio removes parental consent it 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 basically is the pro-abortion agenda. The only thing this issue one does not include is the forced abortion policy of China. That's the only thing that's not in it. It's as bad as it gets, and it's the model for 18 states behind us, including Florida, Arizona, and Arkansas. They've already announced that they want to take this model of their national strategy, and and we're going to stop them in Ohio. I'm just going to tell you we're going to we're going to we've seen other giants fall. We're going to see this this lethal giant fall as well, uh God willing, because our state motto is with God all things are possible and we're asking God to take the deception off the eyes that all this blood money ads have been been trying to convince people that this is just about maternity care and fertility and miscarriage treatment. It's a lie from the pit of hell is which is exactly where this amendment was drafted. That's the source of this demonic amendment and we've got to say no to the nightmare. By November
2: seventh. All right. So let me let me repeat again. This is Ohio issue one, and Ohio is having yes. this election on November seventh. Uh, Virginia is having an election on November seventh, also. But this is not. This is uh, not every state is having an election on November the seventh. And so Ohio is. What else is on? What else are people voting on on November seventh, Janet? That they be coming out to the polls for?
5: Well, the other key thing is they want to legalize marijuana for recreational use. Um, it is its issue too. So we need to say no to Issue 1, no to Issue 2. And by the way, if you're listening and you're out of state and say, what does that matter to me because I, I don't live in Ohio? Well, I want to tell you, if we can stop them in Ohio, we can stop them elsewhere. If we can we stop this freight train, we can, uh, we can derail it when it comes to your state. And by the way, there's a way people can do that. If they go to faith2action.org or f the, the shortcut F, the number 2A.org, um, $40 can reach a 1,000 voters. We can send this, these ads directly to the voters who will be, uh, who will be uh, going to the polls by November 7th. And so F2A.org, for $40, you can reach 1,000 voters. All of it goes to reach them. None of it goes to salary. There's no overhead. We're not making money in this. We just want to stop this, this, this horrendous steamroller that has rolled over Kansas. It's rolled over Michigan, over, uh, over uh, uh, Vermont. It's rolled over uh, California. We just got to stop it. And that's, that's what this is all about.
2: Yeah. And then Janet, as usual, the the, uh, opposition or the Ohio's done a great job. And a lot of that's your leadership. I know that in pushing back these abortion initiatives and and trying to just draw a line in the sand, you guys have done a great job, but you've done it on a, a wing and a prayer and a string and through churches, you know, networks of churches. But this time, you're up against, kind of describe to us, I teased about it, but what what is coming into your state to fight in favor of this? What? what how is that manifesting?
5: Well, it's, it's, it's all the blood money that comes with abortion. It's the out-of-state money. It's the Soros kind of leftist money. Um, but, but I'm going to say we do have something they don't have, and that is the churches. And that's why at F2A.org, we've got a memo. You can click to see that Liberty Council put together a memo that said, hey, guess what? Pastors, You not only have the the right to speak out against Issue 1 from your pulpit, you have the responsibility to do that. If anyone gave you any grief, Liberty Council would defend you for free. And so we're seeing more and more pastors uh, that that are standing up and saying from the pulpit, vote no to the nightmare of Issue 1, vote no to Issue 2. This is what we need to do because this is a moral issue. Um, They try to say, oh, it's politics. No, this this is right and wrong. It's so clear that God wrote it with His finger in stone, thou shalt not kill, and and that's what we need to be. And, and right now we're seeing where the churches stand, whether they're sheep churches, whether they're goat churches, and we're praying that, churches, uh, that the pastors have the courage to rise up, because they certainly have the, the, the legal right to do so. They need to rise up and encourage their congregation to vote no to the nightmare, no to issue one, issue two, and to tell others uh, while there's still time. We've got just over a week before uh, we face um, really the most radical amendment that's ever been on the ballot in the state of Ohio, and again, it matters. Because as Ohio goes, I've learned this from from when I was a little kid, I've been hearing it, as Ohio goes, so goes the nation. Help That's us true. stop it here, and we'll help you stop it when it comes to your state.
2: It, Janet, the reason I ask you about November 7th, just to be clear, often there are, like you're voting for uh, midterm elections or local elections or whatever, there are other things on the ballot to bring people out. So is this simply a matter of voting for these initiatives. Is this what you This is when the, the ads come in and fill people's television. Uh, are they... Uh, is there another reason for them to go to the polls besides these initiatives? This is the main reason. I mean, there's other local
5: elections—the mayors, the clerk of courts, the, okay. you know, those kinds of local races that generally have very low voter turnout. But but the, this whole thing is being driven by by the by the abortion money um, and and the, mar- the marijuana money. And so it's it's those are the people they're sending out messages that are misleading that are they're flat out lying to people. Um, and that's that's really what's at stake. Besides your your county uh, your county and your city offices and your and your you know your mayors. Your clerk of courts. This this is about whether we kill children until birth and beyond. Whether or not we invite child trafficking into the state of Ohio, pedophilia, and gender mutilation without parental notice or consent. It's as bad as you can get. But but I'll tell you what. My I just I have great faith. Uh, Our state motto in Ohio is "With God, all things are possible." This weekend, I went down to the state house and we had a group of people to pray over the state, and I stood on the word "all." with God, all things are possible. We're literally standing on the Word of God, trusting Him to defeat this giant, because, uh, again, if we don't, if we don't do everything within our power, then we're going to forever wish we had, because once you get a constitutional amendment in- embedded into your state constitution, it is almost impossible to undo it. You can't just pass a law and undo it. It becomes part of the Bill of Rights of the Constitution, if you can believe that, Sandy, and that's what they're trying to do across the country. They just most recently did it an Michigan. I went up there, tried to help them, um, but they—they uh, they now have abortion until birth in the state of Michigan. Transgender mutilation in that state, and—and uh, that—that was known as a pro-life leader. Well, guess what? They're—they're um, they're targeting every state, and Florida is another key swing state that they're going to be on the ballot with this in 2024, next year, um, which is also a pretty critical year when it comes to the presidential election. Yeah. So, so this matters, and if you want to help, you can put your faith to action at faith action.org help us uh, get these ads out to voters and we will help we will help you when it comes to your state
2: and uh, Janet, another thing that this just this is really important uh it's a majority vote in other words who whatever the, if they get more yeas than they get nay's it's going to be yes uh so it's not like a two-thirds or some other things that sort of apply when it comes to an amendment a constitutional amendment it's that's my, that's scary and so where it do, do you scary. have very Do you have any polls to tell you where you are with this? Well, there's some that say
5: we're closing in. Um, There's others that don't look as good. Um... But uh, but again, as I've been praying all, all week, is is we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on God. That's that's really where we are, but we're going to keep moving. We're going to keep... You know, I'm just going to tell you, I've been in this place before, not quite in this lethal of a giant. But when we introduced the nation's first heartbeat bill, um, they told us it was impossible. We fought the establishment. We fought the, the even the pro-life groups. But you know what? That giant fell. And once you've seen Goliath fall... There's nobody that can tell you it can't be done, and that's, well, that's where true. we are right now. We're trusting in the God of the impossible for this lethal giant to fall, and when it does, um, then that will put a uh, a, 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 a clink. A clink a, uh, what's the word? Uh, they're gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna stop what they're something.
2: doing elsewhere. <laughs> that's right. it's, yeah, gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna, gonna put gonna... A, a, a clink in the system or something to that effect. That's what it'll do. <laughs> a boot in the rear. I'm not sure, but anyway, listen, Janet. Um, always great to talk to you and. I know Ohio must be so grateful that they have you. Uh, you've you've made such a difference everywhere, but that's your home state, and that's where you really made your mark. And I'm really uh, just uh, I'm proud to know you. Let me just say, faith to action. That's uh, by the way, Janet's organization. She founded this, faithtoaction.org, and you can help. Also, you can help by I think uh, sharing the show. You should share the show with your friends in Ohio if you're not from Ohio, so they can hear Janet explain. Uh, why this is so important. So it's faithtoaction.org, faithtoaction.org. Janet Porter, thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you, and we'll be watching and praying. So thanks for joining us. Thanks, Sandy. I
5: I sure appreciate anybody you know in Ohio telling to vote no to the nightmare by November 7th. God
2: bless you. All right. All right. Thanks. Same to you.
4: This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio.
2: i Sandy Rios of Sandy Rios 24-7, and for the last couple of months, I've been telling you about this wonderful way to take care of the medical costs and needs of your family besides health insurance. It's Christian Healthcare Ministries. They've been a sponsor, a wonderful sponsor. I've been so proud to have them, but I always feel like I can't explain it as well as I need to because I've never been, I haven't been a part of it yet. And so uh, Lauren Geidek is the Vice President of Communications uh, a media for Christian Healthcare Ministries. And I have to ta- tell you, before I, you even hear her voice, she has the most interesting bio, so I'm going to get into that. Lauren, thanks for joining me this morning. Oh, you're very welcome. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Okay, so I just want to give people an idea of who you are. I, I really and truly, you are a kickboxer. Uh, you have your, um, let's see, you have your black belt in karate. You're working on your second black belt in Taekwondo. You like traveling, hiking, kicks, kickboxing, but you also volunteer at your church, in the college ministry, and the worship team, and the children's ministry. Uh, you're married and have two daughters yourself, Isabel and Juliet, but, uh, and also you have your master's in international finance. So I just have to ask you, how does kickboxing and international finance help you in your job at Christian
3: Healthcare Ministries? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and, and the way you said it sounds more impressive than what it is. Um, you know, I just I have a desk job here at Christian Healthcare Ministries, which I love my job, but I do try to stay active and I get to do uh, martial arts with my kids. So that's one of the reasons why I really enjoy it. It's a year round thing and, and I can, something we can do together as a family.
2: Well, I'm guessing, you know, if you're that active, then, uh, uh, you know, one thinks about accidents and things like that. You have your kids uh, have their own health care needs, and I'm sure your husband does too. We all do. So can you just give us an idea how Christian Healthcare
3: Ministries works, for instance, for your family? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So um, here at CHM, our employees are actually on a group plan. So Christian Healthcare Ministries does serve groups of all sizes, um, and our employees are one of those groups. So, uh, you know, we have all of our major healthcare needs taken care of through Christian Healthcare Ministries. Um, we have a couple of supplementary programs that you can also set up if you're a part of a CHM group, um, but essentially uh, all the major stuff. So, surgeries, maternity, um, you know, if you broke your arm, if one of my kids hurt their leg at Taekwondo, those would be the things that um, would be shared by Christian Healthcare Ministries. Well, so is there a copay like there is with uh, so much insurance? The really important thing to understand about Christian Healthcare Ministries is that we're not an insurance company. Right, so right. it does work differently. You have to kind of break out of that insurance paradigm um, and kind of erase what you know and, and kind of start from scratch. So um, there are no copays. What happens is, uh, you know, depending on which of our programs you would join, there would be what we call a qualifying amount. So uh, for the gold program, which is our best program, uh, there's a thousand dollar qualifying amount, um, and you have to hit that threshold prior to being able to send your medical bills to CHM. So it's really more for some of the major uh, things that you would you would have to deal with, like a gallbladder surgery or cancer or heart disease. So you know a lot of those things that you just can't anticipate in life.
2: Okay. Okay. And but you do have, uh, like, I'm guessing you. Because I'm sorry, I'm I'm a product of insurance for many many years here. So the, those are the only words I know to use. I, the, the catastrophic when you have. Can That's you okay. just get coverage for things that are terribly serious that only come up you know once in a lifetime or a few times? Can you just get that uh, kind of coverage from Christian healthcare ministries?
3: Yeah, that's really our mission, actually, Sandy, is um, if you look at our flagship verse, it's Galatians 6.2, and it says, carry each other's burdens and in this way fulfill the law of Christ. But if you look a few verses further in Galatians 6.5, it talks about that each person should carry their own load. So CHM exists not necessarily to um, assist with some of the more manageable and uh, expenses that you would you would know about ahead of time, right? Um, but more so, those burdens that you can't carry on your own. So it really is more kind of like a major medical plan.
2: Okay. All right. So um, one thing that I have never explained because I've never really understood it. So I'm learning as as we go here. You used to manage the prayer page. Uh, can you tell us what the prayer page for Christian
3: Healthcare Ministries is about? What's that for, and what's it about? sure um, it's one of the programs that we have to help with pre-existing conditions um, and again you have to think of this a little bit differently from uh, what an insurance company would do because we're not an insurance company so um, with we have one program um, for pre-existing called the gold schedule and that's basically like a maximum amount per year to assist with your pre-existing condition and then once you would exceed that Um, Then then if you had extra medical bills, then those would go to what's called our prayer page program. And it's a completely voluntary program where people will um, donate every month to take care of those medical bills. And it works very, very well. Last year, uh, we shared over three million dollars just on the prayer page. And that's actually a very small percentage of what we do in dollars. But it really encapsulates the heart of this ministry. Um, to help people who are in need.
2: So in other words, are you saying people would just donate and that would be a different, a separate pool from people for people who go over the qualifying amount or the, the amount that's allotted in the, in the plan? Is that right?
3: Yeah, it's, it is a donation amount uh, separate from, you know, what we call the monthly contribution. So if you think of the mon- monthly contribution kind of like a premium, um, you know, that's a separate amount. And then you know you can voluntarily donate over and above that to go to the prayer page, um, and that would be like I said, if if you had if you ran out of your limit in our first pre-existing program called the Gold Schedule, then the excess would spill over into the prayer page. So it's kind of like a catch-all for okay. pre-existing conditions.
2: All right. Now, is it con- people will want to know? Of course, they're concerned about cost. We're all you know, we're all concerned about this. This is an issue. Uh, a very important issue to me, I think, and I to get political, which I am, since Obamacare was introduced, and I think our whole medical care system was shaken up, and even before that corporate interests came in and really devalued what it meant to be insured i think mm-hmm. uh, and so is is this is the cost just simply put, is the cost comparable? To I recognize it's all over the map, but to medical insurance for the same kind of coverage.
3: Yes, um, it it really depends very much on whether your employer subsidizes your healthcare costs. But if you're just someone who's let's just say you're a self-employed person, um, you know you don't get any assistance with your healthcare, uh, you know from the government. You go to the healthcare.gov exchanges. And in doing some pretty robust comparisons to that uh, insurance exchange, what we have found is that CHM um, is is usually less expensive as far as the monthly costs and dramatically less expensive if, if you look at all of your annual costs, right? So if you look at uh, insurance costs, not just premiums, but uh, you know total out of pocket, so um, any like if, you know, your deductible, um, any additional expenses that you would see throughout the course of the year, uh, if you compare that to CHM costs for the year, we are much, much more affordable.
2: Well, so if the other thing is just paperwork, if you go to a doctor, you go to an urgent care, you go to a hospital, what kind of forms are involved? You know, I mean, do you give a card that shows you have like you do with insurance that you have, like, I go to the hospital. I have a problem. I do. I show them uh,
3: that I'm part of Christian healthcare ministries or how does that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another really good question. We do have a, a membership card that we provide to all of our members. Uh, however, legally speaking as a, a Christian healthcare ministries member, uh, you're a self-pay patient because this is a voluntary cost sharing ministry Now, Sandy, I have to divert for just one second because I think that raises questions in people's minds. Um, But our track records show that, you know, we share 100% of all qualifying medical bills and we've shared nearly $10 billion in our 40 year history. So this this really does work. But going back to the original question, uh, you know, you can show your membership card, but you know, typically people will tell their providers that they're a self-pay patient and ask for a self-pay discount, um, which is usually readily available from a provider. They, they typically know how to deal with that. Uh, and I've done it myself many, many times. And the nice thing about this is that you as the patient are in charge of your health care. So you and your doctor are the ones making the decisions about your health care as opposed to an insurance company dictating the, you know, the care that you need. So you can get quality care. We don't have a provider network, so you can go to any healthcare provider you want, as long as the treatment uh, meets our guidelines. And you know, you get the bill, you send the bill to us. We work on it, make sure that you know it's the maximum, the po- best possible price you can get on your healthcare. Uh, we'll work with your provider if we need to on the back end, and then we cut a check and we issue the funds to you, the patient. And you go and you pay your provider. So you are in control. You are in the driver's seat the whole time. And that can be a little scary for people sometimes, but we have wonderful staff who comes alongside. Like I said, we'll work with the providers whenever necessary. Um, And it really ends up being, once you go through the process one time, it really ends up being a a very positive experience that that most of our members feel really good about.
2: You know, Lauren, I'm just thinking, um, uh, I've done a lot of work well, work, what do you call it? I mean, the work that I do, which is communications and studying and bringing information to people. I've covered uh, the whole COVID incident and how it's affected insurance and medicine and trust and all of it, the whole nine yards. Uh, and I, as yeah. I'm having conversations with doctors now, uh, many of them are would like to leave the insurance world. And some are going to concierge medicine. Now, that's probably for higher-end patients in terms of their ability to pay. But I'm thinking... If uh, if you had a, I mean, that gets the question. If you had, if you wanted to do uh, join a doctor's practice who is a concierge doctor, meaning he has only a few patients, and
3: you you pay him directly, would this be mm-hmm. compatible with that? Um, that is possible. It, again, you would have to hit the the qualifying amount. So for our gold program, that would be an, a medical incident that would be thousand dollars or more. And typically, you know, if, if you just go into the doctor for, you know, the sniffles or, or what have you, um, you know, you wouldn't reach that threshold. So it, it's possible. It's not common. But what I will say is this, um, we're, we're starting uh, some very exciting relationships with what's called the Free Market Medical Association. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, but... I've- I'm certainly familiar focused. with the
2: concept, yes, because i that's is yeah. the kind of doctors
3: I've been talking about, too, I yeah. should say. So we're, what we're trying to do is, is direct our members, um, not just for getting the best price on their health care, but directing them to a provider that gives them the best quality, the best health outcome, and who doesn't want, you know, a doctor who's highly rated in their field, right? Um, so it, it's not so much the concierge uh, medicine or the direct, direct primary care we're focused on. It's more so building relationships with surgery centers, uh, you know, medical clinics, a uh, very high quality um, for the best possible price for our members.
2: So uh, on the, the, the one other thing that you guys provide that I'm just curious about, I'm so happy to actually be able to talk to you directly, Lauren. Uh, the Tella health medic medicine. I mean, that's kind of the, the new range yes. since COVID. I guess that's one of the, maybe the good things that probably the only thing I can think of that's good that came out of that. But um, uh, how does that work? Do you have a house of doctors
3: or how how does that happen? Yeah. So we partner with uh, Teladoc offering a program called Healthiest You for all of our members. It's free of charge. Uh, so Christian Healthcare Ministries picks up the expense of that. Um, uh, almost everything that you would call in for is free. Um, there's a, a couple of exceptions for like dermatology and, and that sort of thing. Um, but by and large, you know, if if your child has a cold, you don't necessarily want to take them to the doctor, but you want to get them some medicine. You can call in free of charge to Healthiest You <clears throat> run by Teladoc. And uh, they're available 24-7. They're board certified. Physicians, I have used it once myself after I got in a car accident, um, and I, I had a free consultation, and that worked out really well for me.
2: That's cool. All right, so that I mean, that's just an added benefit, and also to the one thing I emphasize when I'm talking about what you do, and you've mentioned it, but I want to emphasize again, you can choose your doctor. I'm guessing you could choose your hospital too. I I just think that's worth gold. I mean, you know, we all know that. That's what I was referring to earlier. Some are too young to remember, but I don't. I have not forgotten that when corporate interests got involved in healthcare, they put us, uh, unbeknownst to us, without our permission, into these groups where we had no. You had to go out of network if you wanted to have a doctor that you really liked, and you'd be assigned a doctor. You didn't have a choice. That's before COVID. I mean, it was disastrous, right. really. It probably still is it still is disastrous. And so the fact that you guys uh, are, allow people to choose their own doctors and their own clinics and all of that is uh,
3: gold, I think, really and truly. Um, yeah. And, and furthermore, if you think about it, you know, what happens if you're traveling and there's an emergency, uh, you know, and you don't know who in the area is in network or out of network. You know, if it's an emergency, you're not going to be checking your insurance plan to see you know is this doctor in network you're going to go to the hospital and get taken care of so with with chm that's not something that you have to worry about
2: yeah and you're in all 50 states and you actually provide care in the way that you provide care or coverage
3: uh, and the way that you provide it even overseas right yeah that's correct you know there's just uh, we do make want to make sure that the, the medical bills are in english and tra- uh, translated into English and converted to U.S. dollars. But as long as those two qualifications are met, then yes, CHM does travel with you. Okay. well,
2: that's that's great. And well, I'll, could just uh, is there anything else, practically speaking, that I have not asked you that you want people to know?
3: I don't think so. I would just reinforce, you know, the fact that this can be scary for people thinking about approaching their healthcare in a different way. Um, it doesn't have to be scary. We have so many testimonials we could share of, um, you know, real people, just like your listeners who, um, you know, something unexpected happened. They never thought that it would happen to them. Um, they never used CHM before they joined, but they never used it. Uh, and, and I've heard countless times people saying, um, we, we just weren't sure how this was going to go. We stepped out in faith. Um, and our expectations were just 100% met and exceeded um, by CHM. We we actually uh, shared over $670 million in medical bills last year. And we're always looking for ways um, to say yes, not to say no, we're rejecting your claim. We don't say that. Um, you know, we say we're going to abide by our guidelines, which we share with all of our members before they join um, and if they agree to those guidelines, then then that's what we're going to adhere to, and we're going to look for ways to help people with their medical costs.
2: Lauren, well, just one other practical thing that caught my—you uh, guys are based in Ohio. I always think of Cleveland Clinic and all history of great medical yeah. care there. <laughs> yeah. So uh but uh, what what if, can you tell us briefly? Uh, whose idea was this? Because you're the oldest uh, one of these health share ministries in the country, aren't you?
3: Yes. Yeah. We're the original one. Um, and it started in 1981, uh, when a minister and his family, uh, were involved in a terrible, terrible car accident, um, which unfortunately took the life of the minister's wife and, uh, one of his children. And it was out of this horrible tragedy. Um, this gentleman had the idea he, he, he was running a, uh, rescue mission for, alcoholics and he had a newsletter and the idea came to him. What if I use my newsletter um, to try to solicit help to pay my medical bills? I have no way, you know, not only has he lost his, his wife and his child, he has no way to pay these bills. Um, so he put the notice out in the newsletter and people started sending him funds and he thought, oh my gosh, this, you know, if, if my bills can be taken care of this way, then why couldn't this work on a larger scale? And that's how Christian Healthcare Ministries was born. Now there, there have been several others who have, um, you know, started operating independently, but we were the first, and um, you know we we serve the most people over our forty year history. And that's another thing I'll just mention real briefly is you know we've been around for forty years, so this isn't something that um, is a fly by night or a scam or any of those things, uh, you know, this, we operate with integrity, we open our financial books, um, you know, we're completely audited uh, by an uh, independent accounting firm, all of the things that you would want to know for a financially viable organization.
2: Yeah, well, Lauren, I can see why you hitched your wagon to Christian Healthcare Ministries. Seriously, I, I you know, it, there are so many places you could work that don't have this kind of integrity and actually right. help people. So it must be very rewarding. I want to remind all of you listening that if you would like to check out, I always tell you this, but it's chministries.org slash Sandy. And why is it slash Sandy? Because they have no way of knowing if it's listeners to my show, if, they, if you don't have that last part. And I think you mostly intrinsically I kind of understand that. But uh, all of you, it, it would be, I think, would be a great thing to do. Just compare shop and compare and uh, you've heard lauren describe the great uh provision that they make for people by pooling resources and so it's a uh, worthy of your time to check it out go to ch org slash sandy that's ch org slash sandy and lauren guide did i get it right yes good job <laughs> Yeah, yay for me. Okay, Lauren Geidek, Vice President of Communications, but also a kickboxer and an international finance person, by the way. Uh, she has been my guest, and it's been a real pleasure, Lauren. Thank you so much for for taking time to help us to understand. So, thank
3: you. Thank you, Sandy. Thanks so much. It was nice talking with you.
2: Thank you. Well, the theme of today's show, apart from uh, getting great health care, is what's happening in Ohio. On Ohio issue one, we're going to come back to that. Bruce is going to join me. Um, but I just want to say that it's a perfect day for me to talk about uh, what Preborn does, and as I was thinking about it, you know, if Issue One should pass, God forbid, it should pass, uh, pass that the only way, the only recourse we're going to have, is through organizations like Preborn, who just by persuading moms uh, that their baby is worth keeping, you know, can save lives because there'll be no stopping it. So. Uh, but I I so I would just ask you if you would consider a leadership gift to, to save babies in a in a bigger way than the twenty-eight dollar donation or the multiple thereof. Uh, you know, your tax-deductible donation of five thousand dollars will sponsor preborn's entire network for twenty-four hours, and that would help rescue two hundred babies. To donate, all you have to do is go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash. Sandy, they have a 100% charity rating, so you can give to Preborn with absolute confidence. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. So what does the ballot actually say? Here are some of the main points. It
0: would allow an individual right to one's own reproductive and medical treatment, including, but not limited to, abortion. That would also include things like fertility treatment, as well as miscarriage and pregnancy care. It would create legal protections for those doing a reproductive procedure. And it would allow an unborn child to be aborted at any stage of pregnancy if it's necessary to protect the mother's life or health. But this first bullet point has some fearing this could give teens and kids the right to make their own reproductive decisions.
1: If it passed, would take away parental consent in our state constitution. And that's a bridge too far for even pro-choice Ohioans. We know countless pro-choice Ohioans that say, hey, look, I disagree with you, Ohio, right to life on the issue of life, but I also wanna be able as a parent to have a say in my son and daughter's life.
0: But others say that's simply not what it states. Nothing in issue one will change the current laws in regards to parental consent. If you're confused by all of this, so was I. The wording seems vague with a lot of gray area. It turns out that could be on purpose.
1: They want it to be as broad as possible so that there can't be any way to um, retract on the rights that are given.
0: Attorney Scott Zielick says even if issue one passes, each facility can be different when it comes to treating those who might be underage or asking for certain treatments
1: each hospital will have their own procedures that, that they control themselves because the constitution just governs really what the state can do to restrict your rights. All
2: right, Sandy Rios, back with you. Well, we're, uh, we're covering two issues today. I, that uh, conversation with Lauren, I actually didn't plan to talk to her that long with Christian healthcare ministries, but I really enjoyed that. I hope you did too. That was so valuable, great, fascinating information. So, I hope that you'll check that out again at chministries.org slash Sandy. And then on the issue of this, uh, issue one, I mean, this is is really beyond shocking. And uh, so I I, um, want us to revisit it. Again, Ohio issue one, is uh, the election is November the 7th. And so you need to make sure uh, if you're on Ohio, for sure, put that on your calendar. But don't just put it on your calendar. Be sure and share information. And, of course, there's great information at faithtoaction.org faithtoaction.org. There's ways to get involved in this coming week, because it's only a week as I'm recording this. uh, You can give $40 to help faithtoaction.org. And I I really, this is a one-time gift. I suggest that you do that. I really do. And so I've asked Bruce to join me. Uh, Bruce is, he is honestly, could I just say, Bruce, I don't want to embarrass you, but when he became a Christian, his whole life shifted. And so um, I remember when we first went to a, a demonstration, and he's holding this. A stop Planned Parenthood sign. I looked over at him and I thought, "This is thank you, Lord. This is really amazing to see him doing that." So, I'm very proud of you, honey, for taking this stand. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, you showed me the light, and uh, I'm glad you did. Uh, this is, uh, the, it life is so sacred, and you know, th- to me, this this initiative, this issue one, is something that really. It can make abortion go one way or the other. Either we're going to just set it on a freight train path to being allowed, or we can stop it with reasonable boundaries, if you want to call them that. Um, and, and especially you have to be concerned because this would be a constitutional amendment. This isn't just a law that could later be um, changed by the legislature. This would be enshrined into the Ohio Constitution and in other states that are coming down the pipeline and that's a whole different uh, ball game if you ever want to change it in the future. And I always worry when something is let, left up to a majority vote that's this important because the left is great at organizing voters to come out especially in off-year elections. Um they, they
2: college campuses yeah, kids they, dumb they, kids I mean sorry uninformed, uh, who are persuaded by these, these bullet points that aren't true. And also, they don't understand. They're too young to understand why abortion for all nine months is reprehensible. They don't even hardly know what they're talking about, a lot of the young people. But we've been down this road before. We've been down this road before with uh, fighting to stop partial birth abortion, for one thing. I, I remember just you know pleading my heart out to stop that practice because it's so brutal who of us who has been pregnant or has someone there in their life, a wife or a sister who's been pregnant, would think that when you get to that final stage in a, in um, carrying that baby, when it's moving and sucking its thumb and getting the hiccups, that it's okay to cut it out of the mother. This is what this bill is going to do. It's going to make this legal. Ohio issue one. And that's why it's so important. And Bruce, your point about it being an amendment, it needs to be, I agree with you, only a majority. on This thing is going to come and go so quickly, it's not like they have time to ponder it. You know, usually, don't amendments to the, the Constitution have to be go through a process and be ratified and all yes. that?
6: Yes, And I think that the left has engineered this so that it does go through nothing more than this type of a vote. Because if, if you, the devil is in the details in this amendment. And the the Wording, in my opinion, is vague.
2: Yes, I think so too.
6: And you have to really concentrate on the words where it says it applies to a child of any age, and it's about reproductive rights. (laughs) Because you know what happens when you use that term reproductive rights? It goes far beyond mere abortion, as if abortion isn't bad enough. It also goes to pedophilia. It goes to... um, human trafficking, you know, the left kills me, they, they make such an issue of human trafficking, which is which they should, but then they turn around and they introduce bills that are going to perpetuate
2: right. human trafficking. And, and then to, to be specific, that is if you give a child a right to decide if they want to have sex or not at any age, uh, that that means a, a, per, a person preying on them, a family member, anyone all they have to do is persuade that child that the child wanted it and a lot of times kids do that's one of the confusions of being molested is they they don't they get very confused about that and uh, and that would apply to child trafficking too
6: and you think about all the things that we require parental consent for you know you have to be old enough to get a driver's license you have to get be old enough to do certain things in your life
2: to drink this yeah
6: would remove any parental notification requirement or any parental consent requirement. And if you think that this is so great an idea, why are you concerned then that the parents not be involved? Why would you not want them involved?
2: Yeah. Well, Janet said it well. It is a nightmare. It will be a nightmare. It's Ohio Issue 1. The election is November the 7th. Uh, The way to find out information besides this show is go to faithtoaction.org, and that's faith, the number two, faithtoaction.org. And you can get all kinds of information and join in the fight. If this is the first you've heard of it, then, you know, it's not too late. You've got, uh, as of this recording, you've got about a week uh, plus a day uh, where you can help. And, boy, sometimes the last-minute help is the best help. And so jump in there, roll up your sleeves, go to faithtoaction.org and do the the very best that you can, get the word out. Share this podcast with people that you know in Ohio uh, who can share it with others, okay? So that's the drill, honey. Thanks for joining me.
6: Remember, vote no to issue one.
2: Okay, very good. Vote no. Yes, yes, yes. All right, and tell your neighbors and friends, and don't stop until this thing, this nightmare is over. All right, well, the, you've been listening, of course, to Sandy Rios 24-7. We want to thank our sponsors, Preborn, 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 so proud to be uh, co- cooperating with them and working with them on this. Uh, we are all about life, and so are they. You go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. And you heard so much about Christian Healthcare Ministries today, so now you understand why I ask you every day to go to chministries.org slash Sandy. So I hope you'll do both. You can call us, you know, at 662 821 and just let us know what's on your mind. You can write us at sandy at afr.net. You can go to any podcast platform to listen. And you know the rest of the drill. Thank you so much for listening to today's edition of Sandy Rios 24-7.